0: Hey guys, welcome to episode 13 of the Leap of Faith podcast. Today, I have my roommate, my roommate Jez as some might say, his real name is Jake. So we met our, our sophomore year. He was on my hall and we kind of, his, his room was right next to my room. And I was like, one day I was like, Hey, I've never spoken to the people next door to our room. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go check it out. See who's living on this other side of this wall and maybe get to know them so me and my roommate at the time Wilson kind of explored their room and we met Jake and Luke and Nathan and from meeting them we kind of formed a friend group uh Austin is in that friend group he was in the prior episode and it just kind of uh sprouted a great bond and friendship between all of us and then near the end of that school year that's our sophomore year, Jake and Luke were like, hey, Ben, you want to come live with us off campus? We're planning on living in an apartment. And I was like, what? Are you kidding me, guys? I like, I would have never thought of that. Like looking back at it, that was like such a crazy blessing to have because I I wasn't even really praying for anything. I wasn't even really looking for anything. And they kind of came to me. But I also knew like I wanted to live off campus because it's just such a such a good way to live your college life, like not in a dorm. Obviously, a dorm, you can meet a lot of cool people, but I feel like living on your own in like an apartment, you can grow so much more. And I feel like I have because along with living in an apartment comes just kind of figuring out each other's schedules and stuff like that. So Jake, Jake and I have been roommates for the past two years. It's been such a great learning and growing experience. And he's heard me record the podcast a couple times in in the living room. And now I'm having him on the podcast. Let's go. But over those two years, like our friendship has grown so much. Both of our faiths have grown, like our faith in God has grown so much. And just like this year, like Jake's faith has grown so much. And it's been like incredible and super powerful and impactful for me, too. All right, Jake, to kick it off. Tell us your major and I guess your plans, because you're a junior, you got one more year ahead of you, technically. Okay. So just kind of tell us where you're at with school, what your major is, and kind of any plans for the future in that regard. Hey guys, my name's Jake, and
1: yeah, I'm Ben's roommate. Um, I'm a junior at Liberty. I am a double major in exercise science, therapeutic science, and psychology. Um, so I do have two years left, even though it's my fourth year. I'll be at here for five years. Um, so I added exercise science about a year ago, so that'll add two more semesters. so as of now, I've got one and a half years left of undergrad and then I'll probably go to grad school for uh, PT school. So that'll take about three years after grad I mean after undergrad. So that's my plan for now. Obviously, it's liable to change, but now that's the path that
0: i'm on and i'm gonna stick to it oh he just nice all right so with exercising comes a lot of discipline and one dude one thing that i see in jake like while living with him is his discipline is kind of like i i guess insane in a way or just really admirable and um you know, with exercising, you have to be on a good routine, like, exercise, exercising every day. Like, I'll see him just run to the gym, like, at any hour during the day, just because he knows he has to hit it that day. And I think that's super admirable. And, Jake, I kind of want to ask, where does this, like, work ethic and drive and habits come from? And I'll, I'll add a little bit to it, too, of, like, um, what I've learned from you, just kind of observing you being my roommate. And like where that like where the work ethic comes from and how like you're just kind of like really driven to put like a lot of effort into kind of everything you do if you want to go into that
1: yeah so i would say first thing that comes to my mind is my dad he's a very hard worker as well he owns a business in colorado and in florida it's a contracting business so i learned a lot of um, the the character and a lot of the principles that I live by today from my dad. Uh, it's just something that I saw growing up and I guess when that happens, it kind of becomes more natural. Um, so I don't know if it's something that I was born with, but I do know for sure that it is something that I have to do every day. You know, obviously there's other reasons for why uh, I work so hard. I'm a believer and I do all things to the glory of God. So I want to I want to bring his name uh, more glory. I want to, to show Him in my actions, and you can do that in anything, really. Uh, it just reminds me of the verse, whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, do all to the glory of God. So it shows that it really can be done in any kind of action that you do. So recently it has become more of my motive. Um, but in the past, I had different motives for why I was doing what I was doing, and it's just why I was working so hard and so, so much. Not all of that is actually um, good, uh, I used to work out of very selfish reasons, you know, and I still do that a little bit today. Um, it's just a little less. But in the past, I, I played soccer a lot, and uh, a lot of the reason that I was working so hard is because I wanted to to do something with this this sport. I wanted to play for a professional team, and obviously that just didn't work out. And I just realized that. Over all this time, you know, I did learn how to work hard, um, but I also learned that it's important to have a reason for why you work hard. But I will say throughout pretty much the entirety of my life, I've always been this way. Uh, so that's something that I've noticed. And I kind of, I don't know, it's it's interesting to observe that. But yeah.
0: Yeah, I feel like easily discipline is one of like the most admirable, like observable, because it does kind of like say a lot more about them. Um so one thing I did one day, like I was just in my room alone or just doing homework. And a thought crossed my mind, I'm like, there's a whole another person in another room in this apartment. Like pretty much a whole different universe that I can kind of explore just by like being like, hey what's up? Like oh what are your interests? What are your hobbies? Do you read any books? So I, I adventured over to Jake's room and I just was like, Hey Jake, like, what's up? Like you read any books or anything? And like one of the books that he, uh, he kind of pointed me towards was this book called atomic habits and principles. And I just explored his room more. He has like a super organized closet has like the coolest style ever. He had like a calendar up with like whiteboard markers and stuff and just like super organized and um so i got the book atomic habits and i read over the summer and it just like kind of opened up my eyes to like how how we can like discipline ourselves just by creating habits but from that experience like i want to encourage anyone if they have roommates to just walk into their room one day when they're when they're just hanging out and be like hey like who are you you know like we're living together who are and i feel like A lot of people neglect that or I'll hear stories where they're like, oh, my roommates are just around. But I don't really like know what they do or like we don't talk that much. But I encourage that. Just get to know the person because you can learn a lot. Because from that book and from observing Jake and from getting to know him, I, too, picked up some, I guess, habit forming, atomic habits or whatever, just to increase my discipline and drive. And that was super impactful. So anyone can work on themselves to create discipline obviously if you have the faith that will encourage you so much more than any book any any you know readings from like psychology or anything like that you know if you're doing it to the glory of god that will propel you so much further than anything you could ever have dreamed of amounting to but that was all cool so jake you mentioned that you played a lot of soccer in your past and you wanted it to go into a certain direction and from soccer and from looking at your father, you built up these habits. And now, I guess you're, you're not playing soccer. How has the habits that you acquired from playing soccer in your past and observing your father helped you, I guess, in your faith? Like, what, what kind of habits have you built up from those things? Have Like, how have those habits kind of helped you with any problems in your life that maybe you've experienced? I would
1: say that when I think of habits, I also think of discipline, which we were already talking about. Um, It's just something that you stick to, even if things go up or down. Um, So I have had situations where uh, I either broke up with my girlfriend or something happened with my family or whatever it is, something happened. um, And I realized that uh, there was less of a desire to do certain things, but... I also maintained and created some habits where it was like, this did happen, but something in me actually is already pushing me to do this habit that I already created. And one example of that is just going to the gym. I did that a lot over the summer and I've been doing it ever since, but it was just kind of strange not to go to the gym at least six days a week. And even if I was doing something small at the gym, I just knew that me going to my car and then driving to the gym, and you know, just the whole routine of it, it was something that I was used to. Uh, and I, there were ups and downs throughout that time, so I think that's really what the beauty of habits and discipline is. And I think that's the way that it should be. And that in no way is like negating or putting anything on a pedestal. But I I realized that it's necessary to have this this discipline. Um, and that has helped me through some some more tough times so uh, I, I, that was just one example just in general observing it from my dad and then applying it to my own life whether it was soccer whether it was going to the gym or reading the Bible which I, I did a lot over the summer um, I would say that it translates from activity to activity this this discipline and that's just something I've noticed um, so I hope that continues to happen in different areas or different ways that it's expressed through different activities and the jobs that I'll have in the future or anything that I choose to do. But right now, I'm just in school. I'm still going to the gym, still reading reading my Bible and just trying to manage everything. And that in itself is a task. But yeah, I would say that all of these things have translated from four years ago up until the present moment. So it's just cool to see all that.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's a profound thing that a lot of people don't recognize that the more you do something, you're going to feel a pull towards it, even if it's kind of difficult at the beginning. Like maybe you don't enjoy reading your Bible that much or it's kind of boring, but if you just keep continuously doing it, you're going to have this pull to do it, which I think is so profound and just not enough people recognize that. So you mentioned over the summer, like, getting into your Bible more. And I'll be, I'll be completely honest. When I came back this year, I felt like a total change in, I, I guess, your attitude. And I just want to ask, I guess, because you, you also mentioned, like, there were, have been a lot of changes. What, since, I guess, diving into Scripture more and increasing in your faith, have those changes looked like from freshman year to now? Because 4 years is a long time and I even recognize myself I'm a com- I was a completely different person my freshman year. Obviously like there's still some like little bits about me that I still feel like I need to work on that are still present from freshman year but overall I feel like I'm a completely different person. What did like freshman year Jake look like compared to 4 years now Jake? And how has that like God just worked on your heart in that way?
1: So before I came to Liberty I wasn't honestly expecting a whole lot when I came my freshman year. Um, I wasn't expecting to have a whole lot of friends, but when I got there freshman year, I had a lot more friends than I expected. And honestly, to this day, I still look back and I was a little surprised to just see how welcoming and warm people were. Um, Not that the people in high school weren't, but I just for some reason didn't really expect that because there's a ton of people at Liberty and uh, just a lot of different things going on. so when I when I came my freshman year, I made a lot of good friends and I was a part of multiple friend groups and the, it was actually like I had to manage which ones that I spent most of my time with. and that was just not something I could say about myself before coming to college. Um, and honestly, it's been like that ever since my freshman year. Uh, so I still look back and I'm pretty grateful for that honestly I just don't I just don't know why that would be. Um, but it's not a bad thing I'm I'm grateful for it so uh, that was something that kind of surprised me when I came to Liberty but from that point freshman year up until my junior senior year technically I have noticed a lot of different changes internally although I have the same temperament I've just I've changed in smaller ways that are actually controllable in terms of like school that's been pretty constant except for I changed my major uh one year ago other than that uh i've just def- i've definitely grown in my intimacy with god and a lot of that came from just reading his word and allowing it to to enter into um each and every area of my life and I I started to realize that there were certain things that I was holding on to from freshman year sophomore year and even junior year um that were actually getting in the way of this this closeness because I started to realize that if if I am going to like be close with with God then it's actually it's not the fault of God for me not being close to him because he's already done his part so I need to be sure that I'm doing my part, and that in no way is saying that, oh, you got to do this, this, and this to to be close to God, but there are actually things that we are all aware of that are, are really getting in the way of uh, whether or not we have that intimacy with God, because if you're not giving Him your time, or you're, you're prioritizing something over Him, then obviously it's going to get in the way, because it, I mean, I just said it, it's a priority over Him, um, so I just started to realize certain things that were hindering that throughout my three years up until now Um, and I could talk about that a little more if we need to but uh, there's definitely been a lot of change from letting some things go Uh, and it's a very slow process but I will say that it was worth it and I still have a lot of of great things from my freshman year uh, that I didn't have to let go but it's it's crazy because I just I don't have much of an inhibition to let certain things go if I know that it is getting in the way of my relationship and intimacy with, with my father and my creator. So that's something I've been able to notice more recently, and it's, it's, it's liberating.
0: I think you coming in thinking that you weren't going to have many friends was the humility that allowed you to acquire a lot of friends because being humble your freshman year is really hard to do. I feel like a lot of people come in, extremely insecure, and then they put on this ego and this pridefulness to obstruct their insecurities. But coming in with, like, humbleness probably made you more approachable and therefore allowed you the, to acquire more friends. So I think, I think that's really amazing and such a blessing. And uh, to add on to what you're talking about, how you've built up kind of like a quiet place or like an intimacy with God, I feel like a lot of people... Don't recognize the the benefits of that quiet place, the behind the doors, behind the scenes, intimacy that you can build up with God. That isn't just like an overnight change, but just builds up over over time with discipline, obviously. But yeah, like the quiet place that you can acquire. A lot of people do kind of like the expressive things out outside, but then inside, like behind closed doors, they're not they're like there aren't any like spiritual disciplines present, and that can be hard on a lot of people in their faith. But I think that's so amazing that you're able to build up like intimacy with God behind closed doors, which will totally you'll totally see so much growth from that. And also recognizing the things that come between you and God and and I guess abstaining from them or or cutting them out if you need to. That can be such a hard thing because a lot of times people will feel like, oh, we can work on this or we can work through this or we can make it work with God you know god might want this for me or god wants me to do this for this purpose but you know sometimes it is like very obvious once you just look at it from like god's perspective like this is what i need to do and that can be like so difficult and so hard especially if you built up like time and effort into whatever it is that you need to cut off or break away from so that's like also very honorable and i can recognize that in you jake where you definitely like prioritize good habits And you want to take out bad habits and you want to work on yourself and you have this like sleep thing i don't know if you still use it but you had it for a time where like track your sleep and stuff And i was like this is that's amazing like no one's thinking about that at 21 they're just they just want to have fun and stuff like that so i admire that too so as we mentioned before while the quiet place can like edify you a lot or it can it can grow you a lot in your spiritual faith I mean, even even people with The Quiet Place, they don't recognize, you know, you can't just stay in your room all day. You have to, like, get out and use it. And that, okay, that's one thing that I've noticed this year especially. You've been doing, like, my friend David came to, like, a Bible study once, and you just spoke to him briefly. And it actually, like, impacted them so much. And I feel like you've been using That Quiet Place to, like, profoundly impact people's lives just by speaking, like, Life into them, and I also know that you've recently gone to like a new church, and I kind of want to hear how, how you've been able to apply these new, I don't know, these new learnings of Christ into your life, because honestly, like for me personally, like it's been super profound just watching you. You even shared your testimony one night at the Bible study, and it was just the coolest thing ever. So, like, how how do you feel like God has just been moving in your life recently? Because of this quiet place, because I've seen it in your life, just kind of explain what that's kind of like felt like or been like for you.
1: If we pray, um the Bible calls that like you go into your closet and you know it is a secret place, so if something is in the secret place, then it kind of needs to stay a secret. but as a result, um we do get some guidance because the Holy Spirit is in us. Without that Holy Spirit, then it's impossible to do good things. And uh, the reason we do these good things is to glorify God. And they're also profitable for other people to see. Um, and that right there can be a way in which we sow seeds, uh, which just means like we can spread the, the kingdom of God and the gospel to other people by treating them the way that they need to be treated, and by loving them and showing them the love that God has for us. But I've realized that it's not possible if we don't have that Holy Spirit, which is what the gospel says. Like We have to have the, the seal, uh, which is the Holy Spirit, uh, in order to do good work. And after I was saved, when I believed in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, at that moment, I was given the Holy Spirit. And at that moment, I can then do good deeds to, to glorify Him. And the ways in which I've been able to do that have been really cool to see. I've been asking for some guidance, so I, you know, I get specific answers when I I ask these things, but something that I usually tell people is you probably already know what to do. It's probably the one thing that you're thinking of right here and and right now is like, oh, I've always thought about doing this or this, uh, but I just, I don't have the courage to do it. So for me, that was just going up to people, even if I didn't know them and just talking to them as, to start and then uh, just sharing some of the good news that has been going on in my life and a lot of that came by reading the word so I would do that pretty much anywhere uh, I started doing that at the gym and then uh, there's just a lot of other situations in which that happened but uh, when I do get to talk talk to other people about the things that I've been learning it's it's life-giving to other people and it's also free but what i've realized is that in these conversations i get to i get to be a steward of the good news that i have been given by god himself and i can do that by how i talk to other people but that is a high calling and it's it is a bit scary at times but i've noticed that a lot of the conversations that i've had are not good because of the words that i spoke but because of the words that are in me which have come from the bible and the bible says in the beginning was the word the word was with god and the word was god so god is the word and he is in me his word is in me and i can tell other people about god i can show them that i know him because i know his word and there's just many other ways to do that and it's been a blessing and a privilege to be involved in that this great commission and i just I love talking about it, but I love to pour into other people's lives, Um, like David, for example. That was great. And it's just many other people that we get to evangelize to. The word evangelism isn't just for unbelievers. It's also for believers because it's about the gospel, which means good news. And this good news is actually good news for the rest of our life. Uh, and if, if that is the case then it's the best news for me in my life, regardless of the situation. So it's always going to apply. So it's always and it's going to be good news for for whatever it is that we're going through, even if it's good, even if it's bad. Like I've just I've been able to see that and I want to show other people what that's like. Um and yeah, you gotta step out and have a leap of faith to do that.
0: I do recognize also within you that you're, you're such a good listener. And I think it is that humility that you came in with freshman year that has kind of propelled you throughout your entire career of college, cause you're, you also like every time I'll walk into the apartment, you'll, you'll be like, how was your day? Like, Oh, this, and you'll ask me questions about my day, about what I've been up to and you'll just listen. And I feel like you're, you're such an incredible listener. And then not only do you listen, you, you, like, respond to what I'm saying in, like, such an accurate and, like, life-giving way. And that that's something that I've admired so much, too, also about you. Because I also try to be a good listener as much as I can. So to hear that you're kind of using the courage that God can give you to use that skill that you have for other people is incredible. Like, even if it is just, like, a passing moment, like, at the gym. Because I believe, like, God is definitely, like, in the details. So, like, even if it is, like, a 30-second interaction at the gym, that could be such a profound moment for that person. Because God could have put you there at the right place at the right time. And how long does it take to share the gospel? Maybe, like, yeah, maybe 30 seconds. So you could be, like, changing lives by doing that. And you might not even, like, recognize it just because you're taking that leap of faith, which is so incredible, so profound. So I guess kind of looking at the the big picture, not so much the details, you have just utilized the courage that god gave you with with finding friends with making decisions that need to be made with going up to people with finding discipline because i feel like also a lot of times people are like what's the point you know like like what what am i striving for you know and it could just be so that you can things will come easier to you whether that is like reading your bible or talking to people so jake are there any habits that you're building up right now or habits that you're trying to break away from or or anything that you're working on currently that that might be taking a leap of faith for you personally in your life and and how, where you want to be in the future how how you feel like the trajectory is going for that for you personally
1: well i will say that in the same way i didn't expect to have friends my freshman year i'll also say i haven't had this expectation for, for a long time that I would have people to talk to about everything I already mentioned. Um, so I'm just, there's surprises that have come into my life over and over again. Um, but I guess I've realized that it comes down to our willingness and, um, sometimes all we have to do is say yes. Uh, because if we're not walking in, in, um, the calling that we have been called to for today, uh, which does involve those details, if we're not doing those things, like the very specific things sometimes like that we do actually know that we need to do, like because we have been prompted by the Holy Spirit. If we're not doing those things, then this voice and guidance of the Spirit it it's is quenched and the Bible says don't quench the Holy Spirit so uh it's almost like we don't have as much guidance and it's not an easy place to be at because nobody wants to feel that they're not having any of that guidance. So, um, that has been something that has, that I've, I've used as a gauge to know whether or not I'm living in, um, the calling for my daily life. And, um, a lot of that comes by just slowing down and being willing to say yes. And actually like, accept it Um, but i've also realized that regardless of my will that his will will be done um, and that can involve me and it can involve other people obviously Uh, i've been reading the old testament a lot and i've just kind of seen that the will of god will prevail no matter what no matter who is in power like pharaoh he was an awful man and there were 10 plagues that were put on him and the egyptians And these plagues were, they were put, the first few, I think it was like the first three or so, they were put on everybody, including the children of God, and the children of God are the people who God said were his children at the time, and he wasn't referring to the Egyptians, but on the the last set of plagues, God only put on to the Egyptians and Pharaoh, Uh, but throughout this whole process, God hardened Pharaoh's heart um and to read that in my room in my apartment to see from my seat in my desk like to to know that this happened and to observe that all of this took place in that country i think it's it's eye-opening to know that um that is something that he made happen and it's very it's very neat to know that he had a plan and he he used people who are actually just like us and I think that's really cool to see just by reading the word but uh, also seeing it in my own life and I think that's a part of our lives that we can all grow in is to really see what the word says and actually seeing it in our own life and I think that's how we really live out the calling but it all comes down to being guided by the Holy Spirit like I was saying but I will go back to the point I was saying like God can use anybody You can even use Moses. Moses said that he was slow in speech and he didn't have eloquence, but God chose to use him anyway. Moses kept saying, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I can't say this. I I just don't have the ability. And then eventually he brought in his, I think it was his brother, Aaron, uh, and basically said, fine, I'll let Aaron say certain things to this group of people. And it was the, uh, the Egyptians, I think. Um, but it was crazy to see that Moses was saying, like, I don't want to do this. Why Why are you choosing me? And, you know, I think a lot of us say the same things, but we might be misled to think that because we have said these things in the past that we're still not going to be used, and I think that's wrong, and I can see that in the, in the book of Exodus when Moses is saying, like, don't choose, I don't want to be under this pressure, because he was leading an entire group of people, like, a lot of people, and there was a lot of pressure in that. People were saying, like, why have you led us this way? Why are you you're starving us? And we we used to work for the Egyptians, but now they're they're hurting us. They're making us work even harder, and that he's under all this pressure. Yet God used him still, even when Moses was saying, like, oh, this is too much. I can't do it anymore. He still used him, and then God showed up. Uh, and a lot of this had to do with him being tested and to know that I am the Lord. Uh, it says that over and over in that book. So I, I really do see that in all of our lives, that we can be used in that way, uh, just in different ways. That's something that I've learned more recently, but I want to see that in my life, and I want to see that in my, my
0: brothers' and sisters' lives too. Dude, I love everything that you just said. A lot of people feel like, you know, I'm I'm so... I'm so lost or I'm so like unusable by God, you know, I'm so just like, what, what can I offer? Like a lot of people our age, a lot of young people are questioning, like, what can I offer? And I think it is only, only when you take that leap of faith, can you begin to see the fruits that, that God like has, has in store or has there to offer you to use. And even with this podcast, I was taking like a public speaking class and I was terrified. And I was like, you know, I need to work on my conversation skills. I need to work on my speaking skills. And I was like, you know, I'm taking a public speaking class. Why not make a podcast at the same time? Even though I was very just terrified of doing it, you know, because I don't know, just speaking and, and uploading it and whatever, just people listening and maybe judging or whatever. And just putting yourself out there can be so terrifying. To a lot of people but if you're doing it with the right attitude with the ambition of taking a leap of faith only then i feel like can you really recognize god in the mix of it where sometimes people are like oh this is just me doing it out of my own strength or this is me doing it because i can and then once you start doing that then god uses like what he's built up in you like maybe disciplines or habits and then you continue doing it and you continue doing it And then you realize, like, God has used me in great ways. Like he's used Jake. Like he's used me. Like he's used everyone that that is devout to him. So like with Pharaoh, like with Moses, while they were in these spots of maybe a hardened heart or uh, unwanting to serve God, you know, Moses not wanting to speak to Pharaoh, having to have Aaron come through, It does kind of exemplify these moments. So it's great that you pointed those out. And these people were from the Old Testament. So obviously they didn't have the impact of Jesus' death, you know, I guess encouraging them in, in a way. So I feel like too, recognizing the gospel and knowing exactly like what that means for us, that should also propel us in like a direction how do you feel like the gospel has kind of like spoken to you in your life to maybe allow you to project or traject yourself in in such a direction as the one that you're going in right now i guess how's the, how's the gospel impacted you in your own personal life
1: well like i said earlier the gospel means good news and i really do believe that it's the best news ever and it's the best news for all people it's just it it is what we need uh, and unfortunately, not everybody knows what the the true gospel is. It is that we are saved by grace and through faith, not by works and unfortunately, a lot of people still fall into this trap of religion in which they say that yes, I have faith in Jesus Christ as my Savior in his his death his burial and his resurrection and then they add to that it's like yeah, but how do I know I have faith how do I know I believe in the the son of God Jesus Christ how do I know I believe people are saying that I know that I believe because I take action and there the reason I bring this up is because we are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, not by works, and in Romans 4, let me flip to it real quick, it says, and to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness, Just as David also speaks of the blessing of the one to whom God counts righteousness apart from works. So we have righteousness apart from works, which basically means we have been justified, which means we have been declared righteous by God, by having faith in Him. And Romans 4 says this is apart from our works, not only now, but also in Abraham whose faith was counted to him as righteousness. So this applied in the Old Testament and the New Testament. And the problem is that people always refer back to the law. They, they enslave themselves to the law, which comes down to works, when in reality the law was actually shown and given to us as this, this representation and demonstration that we are sinful, and that that is the purpose of the law. The purpose of the law is to show us that we cannot uh, be saved unless it is from God himself. Like, if, if we really hold on to the law, then all of the law must be kept. And one of my favorite pastors or mentors says, if any of the law must be kept... Here, let me go to it real quick. Um, if the law must be kept at all, then all of the law must be kept... Uh, just read Galatians 5 three read Romans two twenty three to twenty five The Bible says that if you subject yourself to having to keep the law, if you break even just one commandment, you have broken the entire law and for that reason, it is not by the law and your works and your keeping of the law that saves you but it is by grace and through faith. And this needs to be said over and over again because I myself have fallen into the trap of religion and thinking that if I, like, this week I I did pretty well with the people that I was interacting with, so, like, I'm in good standing with God. And I think we conflate our, our works with this salvation, and that's just completely wrong. We need to rightly divide our works and our salvation we need to be doing these works because we are saved. We, we need not to to do these works in order to be saved. That's completely wrong. And I'll say that to anybody who says otherwise. Like, we are saved by grace and through faith. This needs to be said again and again. And I just know how burdensome it is to, to be held down by thinking and being convinced by others or the devil that we need to do a certain thing to be in right standing with God, which means to have righteousness with Him. And I'm sure a lot of people here at the school that I go to, Liberty, they might feel the same way, even though they have believed in the Son. And because of this, they have put their faith, and now they are saved. They have the Holy Spirit. But, you know, this religiosity can still creep into our lives and tie us down. And when we do that, the... The magnitude and power of God's grace is severely diminished. And we cannot, gl- it's hard to do things from a pure and joyous heart if we're obligated by the law and not the grace of God, which is immense. And it's completely wrong. It's heretic. A lot of people call this the Lordship Salvation. And I, I do not hold on to that whatsoever. So I do encourage people to look into that. There's this YouTuber called Honorato Diamante. I would encourage anyone to look him up and watch his videos. He will clear up the gospel and make it very, you know, understandable, which the gospel is understandable, but we have made it this confusing thing. We have made it this thing in which we need to, to justify ourselves, which is completely wrong. And, you know, I could talk about this on and on and on, but it's just, it's wrong. And I know how burdensome it is, like I said, so uh that is definitely one thing i've been learning more recently uh about the gospel and how simple it is and how even children can understand it and you know we need to be children we need to have faith like a child to enter the kingdom of god and that comes by having faith in him
0: jake i i i can completely relate to that cuz um i like to i like to meet Certain requirements of my day. I want to wake up early and I want to work out and I want to work on my art and I want to like read this book. And and I have like a checklist of everything I want to meet during the day. And sometimes when I, I don't know, I I sleep in or I miss a workout day, I I completely like tear myself apart. And I'm like, oh man, dude, you you ruined the day. You you didn't meet all your requirements of the day. And if that's how God viewed us, I think I, I wouldn't be able to like live with myself. So I completely agree that you know burdening yourself with needing the need to do good deeds to be in the right eyes of God can like completely destroy your life. Cause yeah, we we even like the most righteous act we do is rags if it isn't in Jesus's name. So and that I mean it has to be in Jesus's name. That's the only the only way anything is doable is because of the sacrifice that He made on the cross so that was awesome that that you that you've been i guess realizing that and learning that and pointing it out and and that will speak to so many people because a lot of people are still struggling with that type of stuff and i will say that the only
1: reason that we are able to do good works is because we have that holy spirit in us um a lot of the time people refer to the book of john no not john um first john uh chapter three it says the righteous cannot practice sinning, um, but the righteous are the people who have the Holy Spirit within them, and it is because I have the Holy Spirit in me that I can now live out that the calling. Something that I wrote down recently is that the Holy Spirit, which is the Spirit of God, does not have the ability to sin. So how is it that I, who is saved by faith in Jesus Christ, still sin and can still sin? And I said, the answer is this. I have two natures within this body, Just look at Romans 7, when Paul is talking about the flesh and the spirit. Um, I have two natures, the Holy Spirit and that of the flesh, uh, which is still sinful, although I am saved. This is what we have. Um, Because we have the Holy Spirit, we can now live the lives that we have been called to live. Uh, Because we have been set free by the Father's grace. And I just think it's very important to know that the Holy Spirit was given to us as a gift. And because we have Him, we can now, we can look at people for the first time and actually see them the way that God sees people. And it's so cool to be involved in that, to know that we have this inside of us, the Spirit of God. Um, and it's crazy to actually see that in your own life. If you're ever talking to someone and then you just, you finally slow down and you, you make this choice to allow the Spirit to be the one who's guiding you uh, more than your flesh, uh, when that happens, you things start to, to look a little different. You can look people in the eyes and you can really see them for who they are. And there's just nothing like that. Um, so that was really important for me to understand. Um, and also this, my flesh will not go into the kingdom of God, but I will inherit the kingdom of God because I am a new creation equipped with the Holy Spirit. And it is by this that I am justified and righteous in right relationship with god so my flesh will not inherit the kingdom of god although i do still have the flesh um and i have been set free by the grace of god only and this has been revealed to me by god himself it needs not be the the word of man that is revealed to you it has to be by god himself Um, and it's just it's simple but i i When I read these things and I I realize these things by getting into the world, it's just there's life in my bones, even though I'm aching because I have a few injuries. Like I still have life in my bones. I can still, you know, be set free even in this lifetime. And it's just it's crazy to see that. Uh, I just it's cool to be involved in the story, like in God's redemption story, He's using us in ways that we might not be aware of. So I just pray that we become aware of the ways that God is using us and we need to listen to the Holy Spirit who gives us such practical guidance. And I just I I could get into that if we need, but I don't know. That's those are some of my my thoughts that I've been having more recently. So there's that.
0: I was gonna say um maybe you should change your major the pastoral leadership. But then I kind of realized, like, maybe God needs pastors in the gym or he needs pastors working on exercise science. And I think I think it's so cool. You're just kind of utilizing wherever God puts you to like the most potential or just even even like, yeah, just passing moments, you know, just utilizing every moment. And I think that's amazing. And you're right. Like the attitude that you have, too, is, is so profound and, and so applicable to a lot of a lot of lives and a lot of people. And it can be such an encouragement to like everyone around you, your friends and your family. And I think that's super awesome. So now you have one more year of college. You're wrap. We're wrapping up this year. We have one more semester. I guess, Jake, is there anything more that you feel God, I guess, calling you towards for this next year or this next semester that you feel like he's put on your heart? Or do you feel like, you just need to continue with your disciplines and just trust in the Lord or kind of what, what's your view on that, on the future for yourself? And then, uh, we'll close out.
1: I would say, well, first thing that comes to my mind when you say that is to just honestly, not worry about the future too much, but actually have the humility and like ability to slow down and see the calling of of god on my life today and today like i think we kind of we make out the calling of our lives as something that is like fantastical uh and it is but like if you really come if it comes down to it you could ask yourself like right now uh, i'm getting ready to go to class or i'm getting ready to go to this this or that it's like do you Are you seeing that as something that is something that you need to do as it, like according to the will of God? Like, is that something that you can think of and actually say that, yes, I am walking in that? um, So that is what I need to be doing right now. Uh, So when it comes down to it, just obey, keep getting into the word. And practically, right now, that looks like maintaining friendships with other people uh, pouring into the lives of the people that I'm around, whether it's my roommates or the people that I interact with at church or Bible study. Um, and also just having a good attitude about school. That's something that I need to be doing right now. And just stewarding over all of the, the classes that I have. It was a busy semester, so I've got a lot of exams coming up and. That right there is something that is already before me, so I need to uh, prepare for that. And then there's not a lot of time that I have to, you know, think about what I need to be doing uh, if I have all these exams to, to do. So I know that that is already put in front of me, so I need to handle those well, for sure, at least. Like, you know, there's, there's smaller things in our life that we do need to take care of. And once we have these, these things in check, you know, we're able to handle more. Uh, but that's not really the name of the game like we just need to see what is actually in front of us today and to do that uh, and honestly just observe and see what happens we shouldn't put a limit on that and that's not something that I want to do by establishing plans that I'm not willing to change although I do already have somewhat of a plan so I know that was kind of a general answer but you know everything I said earlier about PT school and all that I'm still on that path Um, but I'm not dead set on keeping it. I'm not opposed to changing it or leaving it, but I am on that path nonetheless. So,
0: Yeah, I think even just not thinking about the future is kind of a leap of faith in itself. It doesn't have to be, oh, I'm going to take a leap of faith and become a missionary, or I'm going to take a leap of faith and completely change all my majors, or I'm going to take a leap of faith. You can just not think about the future, and that's a leap of faith. In itself, and just like relieve yourself of that anxiety, so I think that that's a great way, great um perspective on the future for yourself and kind of where that direction is going. So Jake, you have a lot of wisdom and knowledge, and you speak it well, and you speak life in the people, even into passing moments with people at the gym, and you have a lot of humility within yourself, which allows you to create connections with people. You're a great listener. And I feel like wherever God places you, you're going to utilize it to the best of its ability. And I think that's amazing. So Jake, thanks for coming on to episode 13 of the leap of faith podcast. Do you have any final words you'd like to say to, to our viewers or any little anecdotes or things that you feel like God has put in your heart to say in this moment, if you feel called to, you can add those. Nothing
1: really. It's just everything I've already said. You don't, need to live a certain way to be good enough in the eyes of god you don't need to live a certain way to be saved you don't need to uh, live a certain way to stay saved rather you need to do the will of the father which is to believe and have faith in jesus christ that is the will of the father uh, he died for you and he rescued you uh, through his son jesus and we need to tell ourselves that every day it's not by our works and we don't have to to prove our salvation to anybody. And it is at this point, we can start doing these good works because we are saved. And these works are done as something that is profit, profitable to other people to see, but it all comes down to glorifying God. And that is a process that is very pleasurable to be a part of. And I, I pray that everybody here can just just see those fruits and the joy that comes along with being a part of that story. Uh, it is a joyous thing to be a part of, and I, I pray that we all can experience that more and more. We're all just getting started, but it we just need to to see what is in front of us today. And one more thing. Um, as I mentioned, like if God does have a plan, nothing will stop that uh, unless you are hard in your heart. And you say, no, I'm not going to do this. And you say no and no and over and over and over again. But if God has anointed you to do anything, nothing will stop that. And you need to know that nothing will stop him if you have been anointed. But you, you get anointed by having this willingness. And from that point on, it's not like we're coming up with random plans to do anything. God really does have something specific for you and it's something super cool it's you're gonna change the lives of many because it is him who anointed you and if it was us then we probably wouldn't change lives because it was not from us we haven't been anointed so we have to have his hand on things to actually do something of significance Uh, so that's my prayer for each of my brothers and sisters and definitely uh, my friend and roommate my brother ben uh, just thank you for having me on the podcast I'd uh, love to do it again sometime but yeah it was great to great to talk to you and hope this was
0: encouraging to anybody. Thanks Shake. I appreciate you taking the time out of your night to spit some fire into the air, spit some life. It's always an encouragement hearing you speak. So, that's episode 13 of the Leap of Faith podcast. Thanks for listening. Good boy.